you have the business you want, or is it driving you crazy? A recent survey said 70% of business owners are dissatisfied with some aspect of their business. That's why we created Driving Biz, the number one source of business information. We have the leading experts from around the world as guests each week. So enjoy and love your business. Ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of Driving Biz, you're in for a very special treat. She is known as Western Canada's bridal expert. Her name is Gay Dirk, and she has been an icon in the Edmonton area for approximately 40 years. Now, she has founded Bridal Fantasy and is past CEO of Dirk's fine group of companies. Now, Gay has worked with renowned wedding professionals around the world and elevated her companies to a global scale with awards from Bridal Show Producers International, Western Canada Fashion Week, and Chair of Women in Retail, U of A, plus a host of others. Aside from her accolades as a successful businesswoman, an entrepreneur, Gay is a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. She married her husband, Daryl, in 1976, and they have enjoyed a happy, love-filled marriage and have two sons, Landon and Sterling, that have transitioned into the family business. Now, this is really important, I think, because as you develop a business, you want to make sure it passes on. And many people wonder what they're going to do in their companies as they get older. Gay, welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Well, Gay, let's go back to those early days when you started in the menswear business. How did you get into that? Well, that would have actually been um, my father-in-law. And we were in the very first mall, which was Capilano Mall. So when that opened in Edmonton, we started with menswear. When we got married, we started the formal rentals and a combination of menswear. Because back then, that was when formal rentals were just starting. They really weren't anything that anybody had known before that time. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Most people at that time would have thought you had to buy things. But then, you know, a lot of people couldn't afford to buy things. So transitioning to our rental business was something that was pretty smart. Yeah. So we've always done, you know, both the sales and the rentals. And then as things progressed, we started to do more and more with uniforms as well. Uh, Uniforms pretty well were across Canada. So we do a lot of fire, police, EMS, uh, Toronto housing, all kinds of different things all over the place that way. How did you start in the uniform business? Well, we had always done a bit, but it was mainly hospitality because of the formal wear, right? And then basically what how we got involved with it was one of Daryl's friends, Hallmark Clothing here in Edmonton, was closing down. And they did all the police and that for Edmonton. So it started off that they came into the store and they were so unhappy with the clothes that they had because of the fact that when they put their keys into the pockets, 
And then they put their belt on. They couldn't get their keys out of their pockets. So my husband redesigned the pants and it just started to mushroom from there. So then we started doing, you know, some RCMP, but EMS, fire police and that is just word of mouth more than anything else. It's gone across the country. Well, that's important because, you know, when you're starting a business and you don't have a huge budget for advertising, it's important to develop that word of mouth business so people send you your customers. That's critical. And we've always been really active on Facebook, on Instagram, different things like that. When you go to a trade show, you know, maybe doing something with contesting or something so that you can further your lead list and everything else that you have to get new clients and new customers on. And basically, the biggest thing is to ask for the golden referral. I mean, that's huge in any business and it's free. Exactly. And I I think that is one of the biggest things people forget is to ask for uh, for referrals. You know, they always think, uh, you know, they love me. They love my service. They're just going to refer to me. But that's not the case. Quite often you have to ask for that referral. You definitely have to ask for that. That was something that we it really started strongly with us with the formals because everybody knows somebody else is getting married. So if you service them and do a really good job and they look great for their wedding, they're going to refer their friends. But it's so important to ask because if you don't and you don't get those leads, you know, you're not going to take it to the next level at all. Yeah. And it's the small things that matter, you know, dealing with a hap- a, a, a person's complaint is important because, you know, there might be something that you think is doing you're doing proper, but for them, you're not. So it's very important to address that right at the beginning. Yes, you have to deal with that kind of things. And I think we probably more than anybody else would have really learned that because I always say we're in the emergency business. When it came to weddings, we don't have a chance to make that wedding look great again. So you better make sure. I remember um, we always did final fittings and checking how the hems were, the cuffs, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, as good as those pictures look, that's how people remember. You make them feel good. They'll remember you did a great job. And, you know, the anxiety level at a wedding is one of the highest that there ever could be because people are in a very vulnerable situation there. They want everything to go right, but the emotions are running high. And they're spending a lot of money. So that's another thing. So, you know, that puts a lot of stress on families. Sometimes people are over what their limit of their budget should have been. And that's something that you always notice. And then after the wedding's taking place and everything calms right down and everybody just has a good time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people refer to bridezilla and 
and the mother of the bride being people that can be problematic. But again, that depends on how you view the situation. If you view the situation as one that's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. But if you view it as something that it, it, these people are actually people in distress, that's a whole different issue. And you know what? Those are the pictures that we have around forever. So it's so important to make them look good, feel good, etc. You know, deliver the most premium garment that you can deliver. Make sure it's all ironed, it's clean, and everything else. Because, like I said, those pictures, 20 years later, they're on the wall still. The kids are looking at them, you know. And they'll say, mom and dad, what are you wearing those funny clothes for? You know, it's uh, pretty hilarious. And you see a lot of people then they're bringing their kids back for graduation. And we even had grandchildren coming back now for graduation because you've been around so long. And there's the referral process that you were good with the parents and the grandparents. So the children want to be involved in that process, too. Yeah. Um, Just before COVID there, we had a gentleman come in and he would have been a grandfather with his son and with his grandson. The grandson was getting married and Daryl's dad had done the wedding of the grandfather. And, you know, that kind of thing to have people bring their family in. It's so important. It's such a beautiful thing to share, you know. But. One of the most trying times was when COVID came on because mm-hmm. the wedding business dried up and a, and, and a lot of that business really took a hiatus for a long period of time. How did you deal with that? Well, we basically went heavy into uniforms, even more. We made thousands of masks. We made masks for PCL. We made masks for hospital, for the blood services. I mean, uh, Alberta, especially, if you know, um, they bought masks and they had formaldehyde in it. So we had nurses and doctors lined up outside our doors because we were doing custom masks that were like a bulwark denim double and they could slide something in and they could wash them and they would last like you could wash them every night, hang them up. So that's what got us through is all that kind of stuff. So we became an essential service doing that. But I mean, we were buying new sewing machines and everything else just to get all this stuff out the door. What did you do with your staff that was in the menswear business? Did they trans- transition to the other business as well? No, a lot of them had to be uh, laid. They were laid off. There's no other way to do it. We kept a few people on because somebody would phone that they needed stuff, but it was mainly your better customers that you had the, their sizes and everything because you couldn't measure anybody or touch anybody. So you had to have what they needed size wise, you know, and then you did it and bagged it and put it out the door for them. Yeah, that that's important that, you know, that when you're in a business like that and a crisis hits, the first thing you have to do is make keep your business solvent because mm-hmm. if you don't, that's when businesses fail and crump. 
And really, when you look at it, the wedding business was probably one of the hardest hit. You know, even like the food industry adapted and they got food out the door. But like, if we were just menswear and formal wear, that wouldn't have happened. The uniforms are really what took us to the next level. And it allowed us to expand even further across Canada. I bought us another uniform company out of British Columbia uh, just before COVID. So that was a godsend. You're into even more stuff with the uniforms. Now tell me about your business with bridal fantasy, because that seems to be a bit different than other businesses. I know it started in the bridal business, but you are a writer, a publisher, and you run at a big event every year. Yeah, we run probably three bigger trade shows and then a half a dozen smaller pop-up events. And then, of course, we've been doing a magazine for over 20 years now. So, And that's been very successful. And, you know, you're also out there doing something for the community to get information out there about weddings. But we take it a step further. We usually always have stuff on there on finances, on communication, on home things, on food. So our bridal magazine is not just totally all bridal. No, but there is where you have to make connections with so many people to make it successful. Because, you know, if you weren't open to all these different people in your circle, that would make it difficult to write these magazines. We've been really blessed. We've had over 80 New York best-selling authors write in the magazine over the years. And some of the names, like, they're huge. Like, it's been really phenomenal. And most of those people have kept in touch with us and become friends. So, you know, there's so many things that you can learn from other people in this world. You have to keep learning all the time. You know, that's so important. A lot of people, it's just like, okay, I'm ready for retirement or whatever. But you've got to keep that brain oiled and and working all the time. You know, give it some gas. It makes your your whole, the rest of your life so much, you know, better. It opens things. It opens doors. Uh, Networking is so important. It offers so much to the world and so much to your life. It colors everything that you do. Tell me what it's like to run a big event like you do. You know, you can't do it without an amazing team. And it's uh, lists and lists and lists, you know, because you have so many different dynamics there. You know, uh, our fashion show that we were doing at one time would be 40 Uh, 400 garments across the stage in about 30 minutes, you know, with a big castle sets, all the people that you have to get together on top of all the vendors that are at all the booths. It's like amazing. And you have to have a really organized team that's, you know, really does a great job for all your exhibitors and vendors that you have. Wow. Tell me about your podcast, Love Anthropology. So Love Anthropology is relatively new, but what it is, it's a conversation between couples or individuals about relationships and how do you 
better those relationships that you're in because that's critical. I mean, divorce has got so out of hand. We're talking over 50%, you know, and they're saying it's another 30% since COVID. And just think if we invested some time, some money into communication and of course, financial information and stuff like that, because that's a big cause of divorce. Just think how much we could do, how much it could impact mental health and everything else. Because you know yourself, if you have a, a great relationship with somebody, it makes your whole life a lot better. Yeah, I think those are keys there. So as you've developed your business, I'm sure you've developed pearls that you use every day in in what you do can you share some of the pearls of running a business that you've learned i'll tell you you know we brought a consultant in from the states and he was here for five years and one of the biggest things i learned it's a simple sentence outflow equals inflow in all ways, that's so important, whether it's, you know, communication with your staff, whether it's what you're doing with marketing, whatever, to get that inflow, you've got to do the outflow and the networking. Yeah, so outflow equals inflow. Yeah, I saw my door. Okay, so let's dive down as to exactly what you mean by that, because not everybody will understand that one. That means like everything that you do, you put that extra edge on it, whether you're talking or asking your staff to do a task. It's not just verbally sometimes coming out of your mouth. It's making sure you communicate in written as well as verbal. It's like going to an event and making sure you're contacting um how many people that you come in contact and follow up with those people. That's what I mean about outflows. So you can go to an event, thank somebody, send them a card, uh, send them, you know, like a gift certificate to come and get a new suit in your, in your store. There's all kinds of things like that. Um, you know, it's all the charity work that you do. Like that's huge. Like years ago, like, You've been around Edmonton, so you can imagine when you have a rental store, we would do between 1,200 and 1,400 free tuxedos to people that were doing events, whether they were MCs or whatever for charities, compassion with fashion, all the fashion shows. That's just part of your job. And that's the outflow that brings the inflow. Yeah, you know, what I've always said, you have to give to, to get in this in this day and age, because if you don't, it'll it, the world just doesn't work properly. That is so true. It's exactly true. And, you know, you just find out the older you get, the more you put out to people, the better you make them feel how they felt when they're around you. That's what comes back to you, that kind of energy. Yeah, exactly. Gay, can you uh, give people a few more of your pearls of wisdom, a few more of the things that other people in business can take home right now and apply 
in their businesses tomorrow? I think when you hire somebody to give them a really good job description so they know how their day is going to work. And then it's critical to how you train people and involve them in that training and make sure that they feel comfortable asking questions and find out how they learn. Is it that they're verbal? Is it that they're kinetic and they feel? Is it how they see? There's all these different learning things. And you, as a business owner, need to be aware of that because it is critical in the world to how people learn because we don't all learn the same. And and making sure your staff really feels that they can talk to you about these kind of things. I think that's even more important in this day and age that you also have rules written down as to how people need to be employed. You need employee manuals for that reason, because people uh, can take advantage of you. We we have that. And then, you know, there's all the little weird tricks that you learn, like people that, you know, things like leaving for lunch and not punching out, say, for instance, right? And then coming back and then you punch out for lunch. All those kind of things. There's uh, probably about 20 different things over the years that we would have in a form and it would be placed by the time clock and stuff. Don't do this. Don't do that. And they're just tips and making it kind of funny, not making it like something hard. But I mean, we're all we all deal with this kind of thing all the time. And I think, you know, since COVID, I mean, I was just at a Edmonton executive meeting this morning and we were talking about all the issues everybody's having with people working from home and just the amount of work that actually gets done, like. It's uh, it's hard to run your business when it's like that. Yeah, I, I heard that some businesses dislike people working from home for one reason, is that people sometimes work two or three jobs, and therefore they might not be paying attention to your job when they're working at home. That is true. That is absolutely true, because when they work at our locations, we're finding that uh, there was probably about 48 percent more output. So that's a lot because, you know, bottom line, it's your business. And to be successful, you've got to bring that bottom line into the black. Right. Well, exactly. And, you know. I I can understand people wanting to work from home to a certain extent. But they have to remember they're being paid to work. That's why they're being paid. So that's where they have to contribute to the uh, to the job. Otherwise, they're part of the problem. Yeah, I think you're going to see quite the trend away from that. But you've also got a lot of the staff now bucking that because they want, you know, the Friday there. They can go leave early and get their groceries or whatever. But. It depends on, I guess, the job and how you can monitor that. I know there's some companies that have ways to monitor that kind of uh, stuff, but that's never been on. And for me, our customers come into the store, so it's not really an option. How are they going to serve my customer from their house? They're not. Exactly. It just doesn't work that way. They might be able to do some follow-up from home, but not the other part of home uh, of work 
But even follow up, if something's wrong, you've got to send somebody out there as well. Or like follow up for us would be somebody gained 20 pounds. And now we've got to alter their tax. You need to be in the store to do that kind of thing. And believe me, that happens a lot. Or people are flying in from out of town and they got measured somewhere and the people did not even know how to measure them properly. Well, exactly. And that's where the difficulties. Gay, how can people find out more about you and your companies? Probably the easiest is LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook or on Instagram. But I would say LinkedIn is a good source for business people. I probably have about 11,000 followers. I post a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff to read because it's the whole combination of everything we do from either menswear, uniforms, charity, bridal fantasy. So a lot of times, or the people, the wonderful people that have written for me in the magazine. So, and there's some amazing people and a lot of great information for us. For you to read. Yay, thank you so much for being here. It really was my pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope it helps somebody. Oh, I'm sure it will. You know, uh, business is such a difficult thing in these days that I think is very important. People learn from an expert like you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, check out my website, drallenlika.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Lika, L-Y-C-K-A.com. Not only can you find out more about me, but you can get a golden pearl delivered to your mailbox each and every week. And also, if you need a professional speaker, make sure you check out my site because I can make your events sparkle. Bye for now and have a fantastic day. We hope you enjoyed Driving Biz, where you get the advice of the leading experts of the world. If you want more, you need to join the number one community for business owners, nobull.biz. And for a limited time, you can join at a discounted rate. To learn more, go to nobull.biz.